Welcome to the Barso Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Cole. And as oh my bad. And hey. as always, I am here with my co host slash dad, Jason. How's everybody doing? Of course. Not intern West, just Wes. Yo, what's good? And we have a special guest here. Colin Moore. Yes, sir. I'm in the building. He has his own podcast called Life and Football. Yes, sir. So go check that out. Thank you for being here with us, man. We appreciate you. Hey, it's an honor to be on. And not only do you have a podcast, but you're a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that you've been going around to all the high schools around talking to them. So I want to get into that with you and, and what, how you started with that um, first first off. But go ahead and tell everybody about yourself and, and about your website and podcast and everything. Well, like I said, Colin Moore, and I'm from Bartow. Went to Bartow High School in 98 through 02. And my senior year, we ended good. Ended, well, we we had a good season, 8 and 2. Lost in the playoffs, got destroyed. So, but still, we did good that year compared to what we did our junior year, 1 and 9. What position did you play? DB. Well, wide receiver at first, trying to be like my cousin Max that went to sign with Florida State in 98. Well, he was six foot. I'm only five seven, so I should have figured that out. But <laughs> I, I did. So I was a five five, probably wide receiver out there. Man. <laughs> so then I moved to DB at, uh, my senior year, and then I I did real good then. Um, me and my business partner Michael Figures, we started the Life and Football, and when I when we initially started it. We would, I wanted to put a microphone on it because I was like, man, we're the Life and Football podcast. It's like, no, 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 don't do that. I was like, oh, why? We we could put the pod, put the mic on there. It's going to look good. It's like, nah, man, we we bigger than just a podcast. And then, Lord behold, the way um the guy made our logo, it looks good. The light, the L, and the F with the football coming through it and Life and Football at the bottom. That can sell like the little Under Armour, the uh, the A and the U together, or like the Nike check or the Nike. It's just getting it out there and getting it out there, right. getting it out there, getting it out there. So we blessed with that, and I'm glad we put the mic on there. Um, I love the name, too. Yeah, it, it fits. It, it's, it's catchy and fitting, and it's just perfect. And that's what's crazy is that's what everybody say when they hear it. So I'm like, we know this going to be something big. <laughs> and we started it because – we want to tell all the players, like, man, whew, if you don't start thinking about your future now while you in middle school, well, elementary, middle school, high school, college, you'll let that time pass you by and you'll be in a situation you don't want to be in, working crazy jobs, stressed out, and then don't let you have some kids before you get yourself together. That's going to make it worse. So that's why we kept talking about, man, and then, then once you get married, that's a whole nother subject, like how to deal with your wife. It's, you know, her ups and downs and her family, your family. So it's so much that be involved in. So it's like, man, let's call it life football. Boom, we took off from there. And we always, before we ever started, we was always trying to help players. I, I If a player asks me something, I'm trying to give him every, all the information I know. Boom, I'm trying to lay it out. And then, you know, they'll, they'll ask me some more stuff. And they'll ask me more stuff. Well, how what about this or what about that? Because I done done it all, high school, junior college, the university, to be at the D1 level. So, you know, I've been at the D1AA as well. So done done it all. And now it's just God blessing us with this opportunity where we rolling now. Like it's starting to – this was our first year, like officially 
speaking in 21. We've been speaking, but as far as speaking up under the life and football um, company, our business. So we, been, we we started that this year. And before I came to this podcast, we just got off our podcast um, with um, Doug Chapman. He played with uh, University of Marshall, and he was on the team that won the 96 um, AA championship. And he played with Randy Moss and Chad Pennington and all of them. Like, he a legend up there. So he he's up there, and we just had a podcast with him. He played in the NFL for five years. He probably would have kept going, but I think he had a back injury. And he just was giving us our story, and I was kind of laughing like, I could do my own podcast and then come to the podcast with you guys. So, you know, that's a blessing. So that's what we – and lately I've been just – for the high schools, I've been going around speaking to all the teams and motivating them, getting ready, and just – giving them based on their records and based on what the coach may tell me, I can make a message out of that based off of what I've been through and what I know they going through and how they going to be looking at it. Because once you play football, all of us going for the same thing. We want that state championship run. You want to win. You want to do good. But are you willing to truly work hard to get what you want? The want is there. You mm. can have the wants, but are you going to pay the price to get it? And that's, that that be really the thing that take a team to state versus taking a team the first round and getting knocked out. Right. So, mm-hmm. so you mentioned your website. What's your website so everybody can check you out? Lifeandfootball.com as well. And everybody that's always simple too. That's official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. And everybody always asks, is it life of football or life and football? So it's life then a n d football dot com. So just like it is, life sound life football. Sweet. Go check it out. I mean, well, I know I'm going to tonight. Congratulations. I didn't know y'all had a website. Appreciate well, I'm it. I'm proud of you. Appreciate um, it. You guys are doing great things. The podcast successful. Uh, but let's get into some of what you've hit on already of going around talking. We didn't go to the game uh, against Edgewater. Yeah, our first uh, playoff game, first official playoff game for Lynn and company, a couple other seniors as well. And we uh, didn't have a podcast prior to Right. So we apologize to our listeners for that. It had a family emergency. We weren't able to do it. And then Cole had a uh, championship game on Friday night. For baseball. baseball. So we're going to get into that in the end of the show. <laughs> but I want to hear, hear about that. But we weren't able to, you know, to break down the game, looking forward to it, and then go to the game and come in here and, and tell you. We did listen to it on the radio. Um, guys fought. They battled hard. But it, it, it sounded like. The same thing that I've been saying all along, I'll let you guys have your turn, is, you know, we didn't have enough depth. They they just outmatched us, outclassed us. Now they had a big, tall target, 6'6", 210-pound wide heard. receiver. I heard. And wow. Yeah. Uh, Dathan Davis on <laughs> June. <Yeah. laughs> he has uh, a big kid, but uh, I'll be interested to see where he's going. But nonetheless, you know, what uh, Colin's talking about, are you willing to put in that work? You know, I, I'm not, I don't want to call nobody out here, but I feel like, you know, you have some sophomores and juniors on our team that missed out on an opportunity, especially on the defensive side. That's where I noticed when, you know, Baker playing both ways, basically all after about the first couple of games, it was pretty much he was back there. Yeah. Um, when anytime somebody went down, an offensive guy has to go play. A starter on offense got to go play defense. You know, I just see some opportunities there. When I, and I know the coaching staff that you guys got. So I, I really look, and I want you to talk on this too, Colin, um, this offseason. 
and, and and you can share with us a little bit of what you share with the, with the guys, but you know, you got to put in that work. You got to, if you want it bad enough, you got to go get it. Nothing's going to be handed to you. Right. You know, so how did you talking with the team feel like they responded with you? I felt good. Cause I called him on a Lakeland week. Okay. I called him on a Lakeland week. Oh. And I, when I was at the game, I, what I told him was coming true. I said, every time I have played Lakeland, which I played him about two or three times in high school, but only once at our high school on varsity. And when we played them, and then the previous years when I was in middle school and we played them at home, it's never like Lakeland coming in and blow us out. The game is always close. So I told them when they when they go out there, don't worry about the L on their helmet. If you go in and you run through a joke of mouth, every play, are you giving him your best effort every play? Nine times in, he's not giving you his best effort every play because, you know, some plays you're going to come off, and if it's a run to the right and you on the left, you're not even going to run that hard. But imagine if you do run that hard and you run right through him, or you take him like a fly route and he chasing you down and he getting <laughs> tired every play. So I was telling him that. I said, man, if y'all just lock in and focus, y'all can have the game. Well, going into halftime, it was just like I said. They it they was there. It was it was in their hand to win the game. I mean, they could have came out with that W, but it just didn't go that route. But it could have went just like I told them. I said, it wasn't going to be no blowout. Y'all boys was going to be in the game if you fight hard and stay focused on it. But I don't know what was happening during the game and how it went. It's just like I remember right at halftime, I'm in the end zone by the scoreboard, and I'm on the kind of position to the um, concession stand on the wayside. So I'm telling the boys, bro, they passed on first down. So if you passed on first down, they're going to pass all the other three downs as well. They're not running the ball. They're letting you know out the gate they're not running it. So, boom, they throwing it. I'm like, watch the pass. Watch the pass. If it weren't for that boy dropping that ball, they would have scored going into halftime. He dropped it. I remember. Yeah, he that. dropped it. And But I was telling them, watch the pass. Like, I wouldn't even worry about nothing short. I would have been focused on looking for the deep ball. I'm sitting, I found him the safety. I'm sitting waiting. And once that quarterback launch and go, I'm going. And I'm going to try to, I'm going to angle myself where I can try to get the pick or knock it down. But. They got lucky because that boy dropped that ball. Like, that was going to be a TD. But like I told them, the game was just how I called it out. They're not going to blow y'all out. If y'all come and do what y'all got to do, y'all can get the win. But we just didn't finish it off. And, Wes, what's your take on on Bartow and and how I'm feeling about the guys and missing some opportunities? No, I, Am I off there. I, no, I think I think you're you're just about spot on. I I agree to some extent. Certainly, uh, the depth isn't there entirely, and um, I don't know if you can entirely you know maybe put that on on anyone individually because at the end of the day, it is a team sport. You know, from from the players who actually are on on the field on Friday Night Lights to the coaches who are there on the sideline and the teachers and so on and so forth. So all these people are pretty much involved. Um, I don't I don't know you can't really just point the finger at one person obviously but uh the depth the depth issue does definitely seem there like you pointed out a Marion Baker I know we saw uh Tylon playing both ways uh a wide out and then he'd play safety or DB um we saw Deontay Landrum uh get in some reps as well Pennywise uh, so it was tight it, end. yeah it was mul- it was multiple players and and let's obviously not ignore the fact that 
part of that is definitely due to some injury. Like you just mentioned, Pennywise playing tight end. I know we lost, unfortunately, uh, I think his last name's Galloway or something along those lines. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Uh, but we lost our tight end for the season. And speaking of injuries, we this is the most banged up. I know th- this is year two for me covering the team, but we were on a whole nother level in terms of injuries compared to last year. Um, and I'm not sure how much of that is just sort of unfortunate luck or or just not preparing your bodies as much as you could. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the depth issue is certainly there. I, I don't know if that's just we just we just need that many more people on the team, if, if, if players just need to be better prepared uh, to sort of be, play both positions efficiently, um, right? Because now Baker did certainly have some games where he would shine at linebacker, but it was no – question in the world obviously that that his 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 main position that he thrived that was running back right. um the position he's he's been playing the whole time um and he he certainly did well while he was in that backfield and and healthy of course so i, I know i think that. i think you're on it you get that a lot though at the running back and linebacker mm-hmm. you get that so okay you could just expect to have one yeah okay you know, maybe one maybe two because they're just a special athlete like the kid mm-hmm. of lake gibson yeah. right he caught a touchdown in the, in the game, right? Are you talking? Who are you talking? Oh, you're talking about Cormani McLean, yeah. the DB, yeah. uh, five star DB. Yeah, it's kind of easy to do it at wide receiving DB, though. I think it's a little easier yeah. too. Yeah, I will say, um, this past week, uh, my wife and I were able to make it out, and we didn't catch the Bartow game, obviously, but we were able to go out to uh, Lake Gibson and watch the Lake Gibson Lakeland game. At one point, one of their towards the very end of the game. One of their linebackers, uh, so I guess it is a common thing. One of the linebackers got injured, and Jalen Glover, the running back, uh, the Utah commit, came in, and he uh, was actually playing some yeah. linebacker. I was kind of surprised. When you got talent as a coach, you're going to play them. I have no problem with the both ways. But what I'm saying is, for we have a motivational speaker here. These kids, you got to understand your role and how important you are. And, and you said it, Wes, is, is – um, is not just one person you can blame as a team sport. Right. And uh, the slogan in Bartow is one town, one team. Mm-hmm. Well, it don't matter if you're the third string. Like that rep you're giving in practice means something. It means a lot. That rep that you could go in and give uh, Baker a couple breathers when, you know, they're down in their end at driving where he don't have to play the whole time out. Those type things are what I'm talking about. I'm not blaming the coaches on any team for playing guys both ways. You want your best athletes on the field. I get that. That's coaching one-on-one. But the depth has got to be there for a championship-level team, and I think that's what we ran into in our losses this year. Yeah, it's just teams that were just had too much depth, and we couldn't hang with them. And, and for for you to go to talk to Bartow and say, guys, you guys are going to be in it. There ain't going to be no blowout. You know, to get How do we get to that next where – you know, you're over at Lake Wales or Lakeland next year, and you're telling them to play in Barta. You guys are going to be in it. They ain't going to blow you out. Don't worry about that. Be on the helmet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's Ooh. the level that we want. Of course. And I know that I the agree. town wants and Coach Tate wants to get to. So, how do we get there? How do we get there, Colin? Now, I know we went 1-9 and nine my junior year. Well, so, I give my records in high school on varsity. JV, I ain't count that. But, so, 10th grade, I was on varsity. Oh, so, 10th grade. I think it was five and five or six and four lost in first round. But every time you get a team like that with them records like that, you really not that good anyways when they head to the playoffs. You just you, – you already pretty much know – you don't know it, 
but you finna get knocked out. Um, one and nine, we was just we weren't together. I don't even know how we went one and nine because I thought mm-hmm. my junior year team was better far as player wise than my senior. But our senior, we rolled, and like you said. Most of the years I've been in school, not a lot of players had to go both ways. So maybe we had more players. Maybe more players came out. Maybe they don't have a lot of depth. Like, well, you said it, depth, but maybe they don't have a whole bunch of players out there to even try to give them depth. Right. So once we went one and nine going, that was my junior year. So say whoever on the team now, that's their junior year. They whoever that person is that's good and they're a leader and they lift hard and they might talk a lot or talk enough where somebody they could say something and get the, get the team going in the right direction. All they really got to do is treat the weight room with respect. Now initially coming off the one and nine, I didn't treat the weight room with respect. I just I just felt I was good and I was gonna get me a scholarship, but it didn't go down like that. But I ended up going to junior college, but. What happened was that second semester in January of my junior year, my coach told me if I don't take the weight room serious, he wasn't going to let me play. So that scared me. I was like, what I was going to do? Like, my dad stayed in Fort Meade, but it wasn't like I was going to transfer to Fort Meade because we didn't have that transfer type stuff. Yeah. So I said, okay, from this point on, I'm going to take the weight room super serious. That was the best I had ever been by taking the weight room series, by taking everything that that semester super serious. And if them guys come and do that starting whenever coach bring them back to the weight room and they lock in and they like all the way focused, there'll be a whole new team when the season starts, a whole new team. And then they just have to get a mindset for the playoffs. Like you finna deal with some real teams and you can't let one mistake turn into seven mistakes. So that year from one and nine, that next year we went eight and two during the season. We actually could have went ten and zero. So that still one that maybe would have positioned us different where we might have would have made it to the second or third round because we played late Wells and we we was up seven to three and they ended up popping one out the middle and scored. So they won the game. But when we got to the playoffs, we lost the Tampa Jesuit because we made so many mistakes my senior year. And they played them and blew them out. That was the same team we basically about beat if it weren't for that one play that he cut up the middle. So that would have positioned us to play somebody different. Maybe if Barton would have had a couple more wins, they wouldn't have played Edgewater first. They'd have played somebody else. That's family. Yeah, and, and they could have eased their weight. Right. You know, you could – but it's all on how hard they work. It, it's going to come down to it, will everybody work hard going January on and – like you said, you're going to need the sophomores, the the freshmen, if it's some freshman ballers, sophomores, juniors, and, you know, they'll be turning into the seniors. So you're going to need all that. But you're going to need everybody locked in. And you, you, Whoever that leader, they need to start rallying up now. Like, hey, let's get in this weight room. Let's get with it. After the weight room, let's go run some routes. After the weight room, let's get the O-line and D-line and, and work on some plays. Like, everybody should be wanting to do something so they don't have that kind of year again. But I don't know how they're gonna do go about it. But if they go in that manner, they 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 guaranteed to have a good season once you do that. Like once you just lock in and you're not gonna play around no more. Because that was the only semester that I well only year that I focused that hard in football. Because he told me he was gonna kick me out. 
So imagine if the other ones felt that way or felt threatened by it, they weren't going to get the opportunity to play high school ball. That'll scare you to the point where you're going to live <laughs> hard as you can. Right, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Coach Tate's telling a lot of those kids that right now. You know, and that that's a message that obviously you had to hear at that time mm-hmm. to overcome it. And um, but we're we're getting into exciting part of this podcast and looking to the future. Certainly, you know every time we talked about Landrum a lot this season, playing both ways, and we were excited about his running. Yeah, he's fast. You know, he, he but outside of the backup quarterback, yep, that's the only <laughs> names we know at the moment. <laughs> for the offensive side. Yeah, right. So it's going to be interesting because they're losing a lot of talent, a lot of seniors. So it's going to be a, a critical offseason. We'll see how they look in the spring. We are going to get into after Thanksgiving. We'll do some awards and stuff like that, kind of break down the season. Um, but, Cole, you got anything you want to say about the season or to the guys? I don't want to criticize the team at all. but um, <laughs> Smart man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch what I say here. But um, I was kind of disappointed in the team this year because I really thought that we could do better than we did last year, but we didn't live up to that. I know we lost a lot of seniors last year, like uh, Dathan Davis. Oh, what was that? Maurice Bell. Yeah, Maurice Bell, that was the name. And a lot of other seniors on offense and defense. But I still thought that we could do better this I year. Think, I think everybody thought that. Yeah, the team, And that's why it's so – I mean, I turned on the radio and I heard the guys actually say – Man, there was times when in the zero and ten season we was having more fun than this, like because <laughs> they just seemed down. Mm-hmm. You know, they they didn't put a, a a whole game together. I think the Fort Meade game might have been the closest of a, a complete game from start to end that they played. A per, I ain't gonna say perfect game, but you know that that Fort Meade team was which one? Oh well, no, not really. I was gonna say the Kathleen game. Because yeah. we blew them out and they we held them to a donut, but I think I think by by about halftime it I don't even know if we scored. Yeah. I know I know it was it was like zero zero for like oh I think it was after the first quarter no one literally scored, um, and it was like just a slow game. So you could kind of yeah. say yes and no there, but now you know what's funny though when they got to the playoffs this year, I you know I was wanting them to make the run, but I didn't know. But last year. Now, I thought last year, team, if he wouldn't have had that COVID or, you know, that not that he had COVID, but that it was around, yeah. I wanted to see how that game really would have went if he would have been there. Yeah, that's the season I wish we could have seen what was going to happen because they played well. They had the record. They had the the mindset that season, I feel. I just – but when that playoff game came, you let them mistakes add up, and one turn in about six, seven mistakes, you out of there. Yeah, and we had we had Desarion Tolly, one of our best defensive players, who was a senior last year. Obviously, he's out. I think in in Michigan playing college ball, but uh, uh, we had him playing quarterback and then running back and forth for the plays, and then he'd hop back on defense. And it, uh, it, it's it's no it's no surprise by by third or fourth quarter he was he was definitely cramping up and had to come out for a couple of plays. Yeah, that's a uh, I, they have the kids, you know. So we got the kids. So it's just a matter of, you know, everybody buying in 110%. Definitely. I think that's – I mean, I'm not there. Um, so that's just what we do as podcasters. Yeah. So with Life in Football, you mentioned a brand like Nike. Mm-hmm. What is the ultimate goal 
with 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 the company? Is it the podcasting? Is it motivational speaking? Is it the merch? All of it. All of it together. Is all of it. We want we want to help many players as we possibly can. Like all of them. We want to get to every school we can get to, high schools, colleges, and give out the wisdom and knowledge that we done ran across and stuff that we getting from other coaches. And, and you know, everybody's got a story to tell. So when we get these stories, you can add that information to a speech because you done heard and seen something. So we want the speaking part to go great. We want the podcast to do well to it because we finna go to video from this point on in 22. So we're getting all that now. So we got a bunch of guys coming in this weekend, and we're going to do about six, seven, eight episodes, and then we'll produce it in January. I mean, it'll start rocking and rolling in January. So we want that to continue to grow, 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 grow. And then as far as the merchandise, once I had, I told y'all that one time about affordable screen print right here in Bartow. I normally was making my logo kind of small, like somebody could see it on here. But I was making it small, and I but I thought it was nice. But he made it bigger, and I was like, man, I ain't like it at first because I was so <laughs> used to having it kind of smaller. But as I was wearing it around and I started wearing it, I said, like, oh, I don't like it. And then people was, man, that look good. So I know it can turn into merchandise as well. It's just, you know, getting to that point. So that's we want to hit it all because, like I said one time before, the the more we can have and help people, the more, again, we can have and help people. We could just continue to grow. And you could we could teach people how to start a business. We could te- Well, you, you and I could teach people how to do the podcast. You got your son in it, so he's growing in it. It's just getting open to new things and following them. So that's why I would tell all the players all the time, like, Follow what you love. What you love is going to get you to the point where you're going to be real happy. I mm-hmm. love football so much. I just didn't know how to officially get around it. And then once I figured it out, we've been rolling since then. So we want to grow it to the max. Like, no limit to it. Speaking everywhere, anywhere, all teams, merchandise booming. Like, I know for a fact. Now, these my thoughts. I don't know what my business partner be thinking. But see how that check on, his, on that shirt? That life in football, that LF, that could sit right there with a the football. It go with the it. It's football, boom. So that's gonna look good. It's just growing it to the point where one day I got enough money, I could come to Bartow High School and say, "Hey, we'll get y'all uniforms done with life in football," and it just go from there. We'll we'll get the um all the gear for y'all. So that'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, just keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate yeah, it. Honestly, for it sounds sure. like the trajectories. To the sky. <laughs> that's what I love about Colin because he's he's focused. He's got big dreams, but he ain't somebody that's just sitting back and and wishing it's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> he's putting in the work. You got to. That's you got to put in the work. So you hear that, son? So let's get into your baseball, man. Woo! Cole missed a lot of the season this year at baseball practice or had some games. So uh, Cole started out the year and. and uh, had a little struggle at the plate, but turned it around. So, Cole, what what did you take out of the season? Um, I think I really improved my hitting because, like, when I joined the team, I didn't – I had, like, one or two years' experience of, like, team baseball. And, like, I was practicing in my backyard. I was trying to get better. But, like, the first two practices, I wasn't doing that good. And then, like, the first couple games, I wasn't doing that good. Then as the season progressed, I was doing a lot better. So, I think my uh, 
I think my biggest improvement is my hitting. I seen you one time. I think that was you. Were you hitting like the ball against the wall at one day at the house? Uh, yeah, he lives in probably. the neighborhood. Yeah, you. it looked like you was hitting the ball. I was going to say, he just tagging that ball. Boom. <laughs> and boom. I was like, I wonder what. And you was more in the yard at the time. Boom. I was like, is that, I guess. But. Oh, that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, I was like, oh, he dedicated. But tell me this. Did he put you on baseball? Because this is what I'm going with with my son. Well, when I was in elementary, I played all the. See, you live in a different neighborhood than how I grew up. So I grew up where I could walk. Well, he might let you walk everywhere, but you walk out in our, that one part of the road, you out there with the main highway. In our neighborhood in Bartow, I could walk all over the west side and play with so many kids. I don't think it's that many kids in our neighborhood, but mm-hmm. I could play all the different sports in the neighborhood, and I could see what I really liked and what I was good at. Now, Father you, did he put baseball on you or you played it enough around either in school or around the, the neighborhood and that you want to go for it? Or he was like, hey, I'm going to sign you up for T-ball. You want to do that? <laughs> I actually never played T-ball. I went straight in a uh, coach pitch. But um, I think I think I was the one. I think I was the one that wanted to play. I don't think you put me on it. No, I, I pushed him towards soccer. You did? And he did that for years and was <laughs> competitive. And he did great. But baseball was, I want to play baseball, Dad. And then we we signed them up and had a COVID year where it cut it short, mm-hmm. and then it was just like sit around. And, uh, <laughs> we finally finally got in, so he he's gonna play in the spring and uh, hopes to go out for the high school team his freshman year and get on JV and work his way up to the major. Hopefully, I, I like that. I Let's like go, that. man. So anything? Any? What was your biggest takeaway from the from the year that you know you got to work on going into the spring? Uh, I'm pretty. I think my pitching, I I did not do that good pitching this year. I had like three appearances. First two were not that good, but like the last time he put me in, it was like the game before the playoffs. I had a shutout inning. I'm pretty sure I went one, two, three. Uh, yeah, no, four. I went one. I walked one guy in four pitches because he's two feet tall. <laughs> he's like, he was like there. this big t- to me, <laughs> yeah. and I threw out all above his head. But it it was no, really you did good. good. But you know what he said to me. I, I said, you did good that first game. He's like, Dad, I gave up five runs. <laughs> like, but you was throwing strikes. <laughs> but still, it. It. That's what Coach told me to do. He's like, you're my strike thrower. Just throw strikes. See what happens. And uh, you found out. And then we ended up winning that game too. Now, you say you ain't do T-ball. So, this was always my fear about baseball. This is just, It still is. When they throwing that ball super fast and you got to catch it, are they throwing it super fast at you and you got to try to hit it? Since you ain't play T ball, how you just got up in front of that? You're not scared they'll hit you in your face. Oh, I was scared. Oh, I was <laughs> at first, but then dad, t- my dad told me to like. He just said, "Go up there, don't be scared. Just put the put the bats of the ball," and that's what I did. Well, how y'all don't be scared and the ball come across your face because you know that the person ain't that like trying to hit you in the face. Yeah, I mean, I I could when I played. I mean, there was times depending on uh, the pitcher. I can remember a certain pitcher, <laughs> Volio Greer. Every time he pitched, I was like, oh boy, I was in there shaking because I mean, he'd kill you. Like, <laughs> 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 and, but, 
But I mean, you don't have. It's one of them things where you don't have time to think about it. You just gotta, like I told Cole, you just gotta go up there and see the ball. I said you're gonna know real quick if it's coming at you, like, and if it's oh, not, you will. oh yeah, like yeah, they, as soon as it's coming at you, you know, instantly, so, instantly, you know mm-hmm. it's gonna hit you. So mm. as soon as you know it's not, you know that's what I'm trying. You got to figure that little timing mechanism in your head and. And uh, but yeah, once you get over that and see enough pitches, you kind of. Hey, did you ever get away. hit in the face? It's the same thing. Is no, I never got hit in the face. <laughs> did, it, did it? Any of the players you grew up with playing? Whenever you started playing, did anybody get hit in the face? I've never seen somebody get hit in the face. I've never seen a pitcher get hit with the ball back. I know I've seen it on social Maybe, media, yeah. but no, I never. It, it's very rare. I mean, oh, I've okay. seen kids get hit, but it's usually in the arm or the leg or the butt or the back. You were know, you watching time to turn and, and get out of the way? Were you watching Bartow baseball in like 2002? Because Terrence Patterson somehow when he came back to school, I think the ball had hit him in the face. I, I think he said he was going down for it and it rolled up. Oh. So I, I don't know if it was that way or he missed it, but one or the other. But it got to that face. So that was the only thing I was scared of. <laughs> That'd be like mm. Cole saying he's scared to run through the middle and get pounded by a linebacker. You know, oh, it's the same thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, see, I that mean, I wouldn't be, yeah. It's the same thing. Once you get over it. You're good. Um, I remember show team. It's like, you want me to do what? I ain't doing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once I tried it and got hit a few times, it's like, oh, this ain't that bad. Mm-hmm. So that's why I told him, once you get hit a few times. But unless you're going against Nolan Ryan, that, that guy that's just throwing crazy, like you don't have any time to react. That's what happens a lot, you know. Yeah. That's when they get the, the pros is where it's real dangerous. When you're throwing 99, 102, you don't have That's time. ridiculous. But those guys are so good that they can control it. Right. That's why them players get so mad at that level when they get hit, want to fight. Because they didn't have to do it. <laughs> um, Accidents okay. happen. But, yeah. But when you throw at somebody's head or you – you send in a message. That's why there's so many fights in baseball because they're trying to protect players. And yeah, okay, I you don't have that. to worry about that. Yet. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You got a ways to go. I don't even know if they do that. Or not. <laughs> I didn't get hit this season, but I do remember when it was my first year of uh, actual kids pitching, and it was the first time I ever faced a lefty. And the first pitch he threw at me, and I was like, "All right, all right, I'll, let's see what happens." And then he threw at me again and hit my arm. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a bruise for at least ten days. <laughs> and I did and you then, give him the stare down as you walked to first? No, no. I was on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Were you crying? Look, no. Oh, Cole, you love God. this. <laughs> this fool's pitching, right? Coach calls a timeout. This five run inning. Coach calls a timeout. Goes out there to talk to him. Cole puts his glove up over his face. His breath snuggles on. Right. He's talking to the coach like this. <laughs> so his, his mom looks at me. Jen's like, is he crying? Is my baby crying? <laughs> I'm like, no, he just don't want the, the cameras to see what he's saying to the coach. Oh, he big time. That, that's uh, what they do in the pros. That's what I always yeah. do. Yeah, he big time. <laughs> you you stole that from the coach that be in football, be covering up their mom. <laughs> the NBA players when they do the, uh, jer- the jersey. <laughs> oh, them umpires, though. Oh, I got a story. I, it was the last time I pitched this season. And it was it was two two, and I threw it right down the middle. It was called a it was called a ball. And then the next, and then the next play, he walked, and then he threw it down to, then he threw it down to second, and he was out by a mile. He was called safe. And then I looked at the second base, the second base umpire or the umpire in the field, and I said, 
questionable sorry questionable calls huh and he was like hey you just go pitch okay <laughs> you can't Man. be saying nothing to the umpire now, now how do you know what you want to go play in high school at baseball well how do you know what position you're going to tell the coach hey coach i want to play this huh? um i don't know yet i still got some time to figure that out i got spring ball and that's like when i'm gonna that's when i'm gonna figure out like my main position okay and this is a, a nice little accomplishment that I'll share. I, I know you you don't want to probably brag, but he did struggle at the plate early in the year. I'm talking about strikeout or he was looking for the walk or what you were saying about being a little scared. He learned real quick. If you jump out of the box and it's close, do you rake? Yeah. Umpire's <laughs> going to call the strike because he's showing them up. I All had right. to teach him like, now umpire don't like that. It, that ball was on the edge. Let him call the ball. You stand there. Mm-hmm. Well, you jump out, it's an automatic strike. So mm-hmm. he had to learn that. And once he stayed in there, got locked in, he ended the year, was it 15? 15 in a row bats where he either walked, put the ball in, player got a hit. That's good. So That's dang good. Yeah, that's, that's, good. A, that's a, that's a great time. accomplishment. Good and stuff, a lot man. of those pitchers were good. Like in the championship game, I had to face like the best pitcher in the league twice. He was a lefty, so I was kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with lefties, man? You just frightened the they lefty? They don't like me. I don't know why. <laughs> I faced two lefties. I walked. No, I grounded out, and then I got hit. And mm. that wasn't fun. Yeah, we're looking forward to the spring. Me and Jen sit out in left field like it, like we're at the pro games. Oh, God. I told Jen, I was like, we're going to barbecue next year. <laughs> 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 be ready. Yeah, they're barbecuing. Be ready for them. <laughs> well, Colin, I want to thank you again for coming. Appreciate uh, you for letting me come. Plug the man. website again, lifeinfootball.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the same in the podcast? I can search on yep. all platforms, yep. Life in Football. So y'all go check that out. Um, I'm sure it's a great show. I need to listen to it because I want to hear more of your words and everything. <laughs> so uh, any last words, Wes? None for me. We're going to take next week off for Thanksgiving, so everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll see everybody the following week. Peace.